Welcome to Main Thing Radio with Robert Fountain, pastor of Calvary Chapel, Miami Beach, in Miami Beach, Florida. Join us as Pastor Robert teaches through God's Word. fully grasping what was taking place here. But they did know nothing like this has ever happened before. And then God spoke. And he made it clear that Moses and Elijah are not equals to Jesus. He stands alone. He stands alone. Listen to him. Hear him. The focus was and is to be upon Jesus alone. You've likely heard the account of the transfiguration of Jesus and the appearance of Moses and Elijah. We can't fathom what it would have been like to be in the shoes of the disciples that witnessed it. As Pastor Robert will point out today, these men couldn't grasp what Jesus had in store for them, and neither can we. Stick around after today's message from Pastor Robert. I have quite a bit of information that I'd like to share with you, our web address, podcast subscription information, and our contact information. Now, here's Pastor Robert in the book of Matthew, chapter 16, with today's edition of Main Thing Radio. Chapter 9, verse 3 says, His clothes became shining exceedingly white like snow, such as no launderer on earth can whiten them. Now, I wonder if it made them think of Psalm 104, where the Bible, the psalmist there says, Bless the Lord, O my soul, O Lord my God, you are very great. You are clothed with honor and majesty, who cover yourself with light as with a garment who stretch out the heavens like a curtain. Peter may very well have thought that this was a permanent thing he was witnessing. You know, it's like finally the moment we've been waiting for. Elijah, Moses, and something just happened to Jesus. And surely this, now we're getting down to business. Can we build tents for you guys and you can, and we'll get started. It's entirely possible that Peter thought Moses and Elijah had come back to form a new government. You know, they'd come back from the dead to restore Israel to its former glory, to kick out the Romans and get things going. Verse 5 tells us, while he was still speaking, Peter, while Peter was still speaking, behold, a bright cloud overshadowed them, and suddenly a voice came out of the cloud saying, This is my beloved son in whom I am well pleased. Hear him. And when the disciples heard it, they fell on their faces and were greatly afraid. But Jesus came and touched them and said, Arise and do not be afraid. When they lifted up their eyes, they saw no one but Jesus only. Now, as they came down from the mountain, Jesus commanded them, saying, Tell the vision to no one until the Son of Man has risen from the dead. 
Luke gives us a little more detail right there. He says that the disciples proceeded to have a discussion on the way down the mountain. It's like, what did he mean by that? Rise from the dead. What's he talking about? They still didn't get it. They still didn't understand. You see, the Jews believed in the resurrection, but they thought it was going to happen at the end of the world, right? At the end of the age. That's when the resurrection is going to take place. Remember when Jesus raised Lazarus from the dead? You know, he waited three days. He got word from the sisters that their brother was sick and he waited and, and then he traveled. And when he got there, one of the sisters came out. Lord, if you'd been here, my brother wouldn't have died. Do you remember that? And, and, and Jesus, Jesus told him that Lazarus, told the sister Lazarus was, was going to be raised from the dead. And she's like, yeah, I know, you know, but at the end of the age, at the end of the world, when, you know, at the end of the world, when the resurrection happens, I know he's coming back. That's what they thought. See, I think Peter, James, and John thought Jesus was commanding them to keep this secret even from their closest friends and family, even from the other nine until the end of the world. Can you imagine? You've just seen something like that and you can't tell anybody about it. Not even the other nine guys that were there at the bottom of the mountain. You can't, we can't even talk about it with them. No, don't tell a soul until after I rise from the dead. They must have had all kinds of questions. I mean, Moses and Elijah, I mean, I mean, first of all, I, I have a question. How did they even know it was Moses and Elijah? You know, don't ask me that because I don't know the answer. The Bible doesn't tell us. The Bible doesn't tell us how they knew. It's just they knew, right? Maybe Jesus told them. Maybe, maybe Jesus talked to them about this stuff more than we have records to detail for us. Do you understand? Maybe there was a question and answer time. Moses was there, it would seem, to represent God's law because he's the one God gave the law to him. Elijah, the greatest of all the prophets, is kind of generally the tradition, and, 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 and both the law and the prophets were being fulfilled in, in Jesus, but they didn't know that. They didn't understand that. They, they, they had no way of, of fully grasping what was taking place here. But they did know nothing like this has ever happened before. And then God spoke, and he made it clear that Moses and Elijah are not equals to Jesus. He stands alone. He stands alone. Listen to him. Hear him. The focus was and is to be upon Jesus alone. So God told Peter to shut up and pay attention. But what did he learn? Luke tells us in, in Luke chapter 9, verse 30, Behold, two men talked with him, who were Moses and Elijah, who appeared in glory and spoke of his decease. The, the word that's translated decease is, is the, the, it's basically exodus. His, he, he was talking, they were, the three of them were talking about his exodus, which he was about to accomplish at Jerusalem. So Peter, at least, they, 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 they learned a little bit about what the conversation on the mountaintop was about. Not too long before he died, Peter referred back to this experience, and he wrote about it. We get a little bit more of an idea of what he learned in 2 Peter chapter 1, beginning at verse 16. Peter says, We did not follow cunningly devised fables when we made known to you the power and coming of our Lord Jesus Christ, but were eyewitnesses of his majesty. 
For he received from God the Father honor and glory when such a voice came to him from the excellent glory. This is my beloved Son in whom I'm well pleased. And we heard this voice which came from heaven when we were with him on the holy mountain. And so we have the prophetic word confirmed, which you do well to heed as a light that shines in a dark place until the day dawns and the morning star rises in your hearts. What, what, what's this prophetic word that he's talking about? Verse 20 tells us, knowing this first, that no prophecy of Scripture is of any private interpretation. For prophecy never came by the will of man, but holy men of God spoke as they were moved by the Holy Spirit. Now, I got three quick points as I bring this to a conclusion from that passage there in 2 Peter. Number one, Peter emphasized that we aren't dealing with human inventions. We're not dealing with fables. We're not dealing with myths like Thor and Poseidon. You know, every, everywhere we went in Denmark, there was something about Thor, you know, because right now Thor's popular, right? I mean, he's a good-looking guy in all the movies, so Thor's hammer. You got all kinds of jewelry. All these different books about Thor. Thor's some demon. You do know that, right? Peter said that he, James, and John all saw Jesus clothed in the majesty, the glory of God. They were eyewitnesses. And they heard with their own ears this heavenly proclamation concerning his deity. Number two, they witnessed firsthand the confirmation of the biblical prophecies concerning the Messiah. Now, I love the fact that Peter makes it clear that the, the, the basis, the authority for, for what he's, the claims, that you know, the sermons that he preached about Jesus and the, the authority was, was the Bible. He's like, my experience only confirmed what the prophecies had predicted. Why is this important? Because anybody can make up anything. Do you understand that? What if I told you I saw Thor last night? Big old hammer. Just like in the movies. You wouldn't, you wouldn't believe it. Listen, I mean, I saw him. Man, he threw that thing down and cleared it. I mean, hey, I'm your pastor. You trust me, right? We're so glad you tuned in today for Pastor Robert's message in the book of Matthew. If you'd like to hear today's teaching again or learn more about Main Thing Radio, visit our website at mainthingradio.com. Before our time with you is through for the day, we'd like to take a moment and ask you to consider partnering with us here at Main Thing Radio. Would you commit to praying for us each time you tune in? As we continue to produce programs to spread the good news of the gospel, we know the enemy won't be happy. We'd appreciate your prayers for protection and guidance in all we do. Would you also pray for your fellow listeners too, that each one would allow Jesus to speak truth into their heart? We have one more way you can support us in what we're doing here at Main Thing Radio, and David's here with the details. We all know it's vitally important to support the local church, a place we call home but it's also very important to support missionaries. Have you ever considered that Main Thing Radio is missionary work? It is. 
We need your support to continue to share God's Word over the airwaves. Please prayerfully consider financially supporting Main Thing Radio. For more information, visit MainThingRadio.com and click on the Donate button. Thanks, David, and thank you for joining us today to study Matthew. Join us next time for more right here on Main Thing Radio.